Pastor Mike McCoy, welcoming you to the Time of Truth. First Chronicles 26, verse 27 and 28 is what I'm going to probably need to read more than that. I think I'll just read that. 27 and 28, and then I'll tell you to get it in context instead of reading all these names. We're going to go back. We're going to flip back to chapter 22 uh, after I read 27 and 28. And uh, I'm going to read you one or two verses from each chapter up to this point. It sets us up. When you're reading Chronicles, when you read Chronicles, and, and, and by the way, it's, it's, it's God's perspective on his kings uh, as opposed to the historical perspective that you get in First and Second Kings. You get more gods in Chronicles because you're concerned with Judah and, and, and the temple. But when you read Chronicles, when you read the first couple of verses, and then it's going to set it up, and then you're going to read a whole bunch of names that's, that's difficult to read. But those names... If that, you know, when it comes to the book of life and when it gets to my name and my line, I'm glad my name's in there. And so the names are difficult, but the name, Hebrew names and, and English names or whatever uh, name we've got is different. It, it, theirs, theirs means something. Their name will mean something. It'll have a meaning to it. So that, that's the, ultimately, that's what I'm taking this out of scripture tonight. Uh, first uh, Chronicles 26, if you found 27, say amen. amen. Out of the spoils won in battles did they dedicate to maintain the house of the Lord. And all that Samuel the seer and Saul the son of Kish and Abner the son of Ner and Joab the son of Zariah had dedicated and whosoever had dedicated any thing, it was under the hand of Shilameth and his brethren. Father, I love you. And I thank you for letting us be in church tonight. And you have touched my spirit already. God, you've touched me in my heart. And I've, I've felt your presence. Praise God. We thank you. For good news we've heard today, thank you for everything you've done. I thank you for this message. I pray it'll be a help to you people tonight. Give me strength, stand the voice to preach, fill my mouth, guard my tongue. Preach me inside the bounds of the writ to the glory of the king. God, if there's one here tonight unsaved, save them. Help the saint of God encourage us through your word and for your glory. I ask it all in the king's name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. I want to go to uh, chapter number 22. Chapter 22. And let me, let me read you. I'll just, I'll just read one verse. Then David said, This is the house of the Lord God, and this is the altar of the burnt offering for Israel. Now, David, David is talking about the house. It hasn't been built yet. 
But when it gets built, this is what it is. It's the house of the Lord. And now David wanted to build the house of the Lord. But God told him, said you shed blood and you can't build it. I'm not going to, you're a man of war. And uh, though you're a man after my own heart, you can't build the house of the Lord. So, what's he going to do? Well, let's go to chapter 23. So when David was old, number, verse number one, so when David was old and full of days, he made Solomon his son king over Israel. So, David's saying this. David's not going to get to build the house of the Lord because he's a bloodshedder, but he's, he's going to let his son do it who is not a bloodshed. He is not a warrior. So what we have here, stay with me, we have the father passing on to the son what he wants accomplished. So we have the father who is, uh, look here, some would disagree with this, but I'm going to tell you, God's a bloodshed. He's wiped out a multitude of them in the past. And he done it justly. The only time I can find in the word of God when David did this with the Uriah the Hittite. And the rest of the time he was justified in what he done. Here we have a picture of the father going to build a house of the Lord. He gathered all the material. All the earth is mine and the fullness thereof. He gathers all the material. He's going to give everything necessary for the son to build the house of the Lord. Don't get ahead of it, Jim. <laughs> Chapter 24. Now these are the divisions of the sons of Aaron. The sons of Aaron named Abihu, Eleazar, and Ithamar. Now, we've got two boys here, Nadab and Abihu. These are the guys that's going to do the work in the house of the Lord after it's set up. But, but we know that when the tabernacle was set up, they offered strange fire and they got killed. So when they died, there was no reproduction. They couldn't do anything. But the two other boys, he had two more boys, and they carried out the work in the house of the Lord. So we see here the priestly, the priest, the ones that's going to do the work. We have the father who... Going to build, wants to build a house. We have the son who is given the ability to do it. He gathers up everything he needs to do the work. These are the guys that's going to do the work while they're there. We go to chapter 25. I'm not reading you all these names. We'll be here till tomorrow. Moreover, David and the captains of the host separated to the service of the sons of Asaph. You know, Asaph's the psalmist, the singer, the musician, and Heman. And of Jedathan, who would, should prophesy, watch this. Look how these guys prophesied. With harps, with psalteries, with cymbals, and the number of the workmen, according to their service was, I'm not going to read all that. Well, I'll read you the last verse of it. The, the number was 204 score and eight. So they had 288 musicians, and they prophesied by playing music. Whoa! Is that in the Bible? I just read it to you. But that's Old Testament, right? What's our school teacher? 
What's our schoolmaster to bring us to Christ and to understand it's the Old Testament? So we let, listen, Psalms, not all Psalms, not all Psalms, Psalms mean songs. It's the song book of the Hebrew. Not all the Psalms are prophetic, but a large portion of them are. So when they're playing, I used to tell Linda Jones, she said, I'll never shout and cry like you, you, you people do. I said, I'm praying the Holy Ghost get on you and you take a spell. I'll die, Mike McCoy, I'll die, she said. I said, Linda, you don't know it, but when you sit down and put your hands on those keys, you praise the Lord. I wish they had the internet so they could hear this. Some prophesied, prophesied. They wrote the songs. They done it with music. Isn't that good? That ought to make Baptists shout right there. Are we seeing the setup of this thing? Are we seeing the house of the Lord? We're seeing the Father wants the house built. The Son is going to be able to do it. We're going to see the Levites, the priests that's going to carry out the work. We've got the choir set up, praise God. We've got the musicians. We've got the high cymbals. Praise the Lord. Bang that thing, Mike. Hey, we got it set up. We're ready for the house of the Lord. Now we've got the house. I'm not going to... Well, let me get 26, the first verse of 26. Concerning the divisions of the porters, of the Korites, and was Meshelamiah, the son of Korah, and of the sons of Asaph. Another, there's the singer again involved, but he's a porter also. We know this, we know this, that the porter, you didn't get in, lest the porter open the door. The porter was the doorkeeper. Without the porter opening the gate, the porter was also, the, he was a warden, but he was a waiter. He, he waited on people, but he watched the door. So there's three W's right there. He watched the door, he was the warden, and he waited on people. So we know that the porter, when the porter's set up, you don't get in to the house of the Lord unless the porter opens the door. Porter, you heard me preach that message on Porter. Uh, Harold Logan told the story. Roger Duncan used it as an illustration. Jack Lassiter turned it into a message and every free will Baptist I know has preached that at least once. The heavenly Lord. So now we come to verse 27 and 28. We've got everything set up. Everything we need. We've got the Father that wanted to build it, but he's a, he's a bloodshedder. We've got the son who is not. He's more passive. God said he can do it. We've got the Levites that's going to do the work once the thing's set up. We've got the choir that's going to prophesy by beating on the cymbals and the psalteries. I mean, we're having camp meeting type of house of the war here. And then we come to verse 27. And then we see how he's going to keep it going. Out of the spoils won in battles did they dedicate to maintain the house of the Lord. And all that Samuel the seer and Saul the son of Kish and Abner the son of Ner and Joab the son of Zariah had dedicated and whosoever, I love that word, had dedicated anything 
It was under the hand of Shilomith and of his brethren. Now, on just a few minutes tonight, I'm going to preach on to the victor go the spoils. To the victor go the spoils. We see here that out of the spoils, let's look at this. So we have here, we, 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 we've kind of introduced this to this point. What is spoils? Spoil, spoil defined in English is this. Uh, taken by violence from an enemy. That's the definition of a spoil. The, the, the enemy had it. They didn't want to give it up, but you took it away from them. It becomes a spoil. Now that follows pretty close to what the Bible calls it in the Hebrew all the way through. Talking about it was the enemy. It belonged to the enemy. Now, I think that we have here a, 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 with a little study, we can see that in Matthew 11 and about verse number 12, the, it's, a, it's a difficult scripture. You get a lot of ideas on this scripture. And it said, and the, the kingdom of God suffered violence, and the violence take it by force. They take it by force. Well, some read that, Chris Brackens, to mean that because John the Baptist, who Jesus was just talking about in the previous verses, John the Baptist had suffered violence at the hand of the world, and Jesus was going to, they tried to, and he had since he was born, they tried to kill him. So we have these things. Are you still with me tonight? Are you bored? So Jesus said this, but he said they took the kingdom. Now, there's a few agree with the way I understand this is that that Christ violently took it. The devil don't have the kingdom. The devil doesn't have the kingdom. He'll never have the kingdom. He has this earth, but it's not the kingdom yet. When the king, praise God, when the king sits on the throne, hey, everything's got to lay down. And he'll take it before us. I'm reading this today. I'm thinking, you know what? I've seen this before. It helped. It turned a light bulb on for me. Matthew 11, 12. So I don't, I don't know about all that picture. Let's, let's define these three things right here real quick. I want to define the spoils. I, I, want, I want to define uh, what it means to maintain an old shield. I like that guy. I want to define these things quickly if I can. So the people, we the people are the spoils. So I, I, I don't know about that picture. Oh, yeah, no. The battle belongs to the Lord and to the victor goes spoils. And the people are the spoils. And he went and gathered them up. Now he had everything he needed in the house of God, but he wasn't done yet. He wanted the people. What did Jesus come to do? Praise 
God. Right first, seeking to save that which was lost, which everybody in here, born in a woman, was born in sin. I was shaping in iniquity and sin, and my mother conceived me. We were born in sin until one day he turned a glorious light on hey, and took us out. Praise God. It's a bit of hell. How do you know that? Well, one, because he's, according to, according to Joshua 5 and 14, he's the captain of the host. He is the captain. He is the, he's the captain of the host. I mean, commander in chief. He's not bound to anybody. No, never has, never will. I'm glad, praise God. Now, how did he get to be? Here's what the commander in chief done. Here's what the captain of the host done to, 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 to secure his people, to secure his spoils. First, he came as a child. Isaiah 9 and 6, I quoted it the other day. And to us a child is born, and to us a son is given as a gift. So a child is born. He came as a child when the fullness of the time had God come. God sent forth his son, made of a woman, made under the law, praise God, to redeem them that were under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons. He came as a child. But number two, he didn't conquer like anybody else conquered. Number two, he conquered on a cross. Now he came as a child. This wiped him out. Nobody's expecting this. Surely that can't be the king. Oh yeah, that's the king. How could he conquer on a cross? Because of John 10, let me make sure I got the right verse. Because of John 10 and 18, he said, look, said no man taketh my life. I have power to lay it down and I have power to take it up again. And he took it up again. And he conquered what looked like certain defeat on Calvary. Praise God was the answer to multitudes of prayers. And he conquered on the cross. You never fought a battle like he fought. He fought the battle of battles. He fought in the war. The father turned. I can't get over it. Isaiah 53 and 10. And it pleased the Lord to bruise him. I used to think that just meant satisfied. No, it said it made him happy. I can't get over that. It, 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 it not only satisfied, but it's what it took to make him happy to, to do that for you. And you and me and you. He'd done that for us, and it pleased the Father. To do this to his son so he could have you <laughs> so he could have me I don't even make sense and he done it that's why in the garden that night he said Lord Father if it be thy will you let this cup pass from me but nevertheless I'm going to preach a message on that one today nevertheless not my will but thy will be done I'll do what you ask me to do. I told this here before, but it just feels like I'll tell it again. And Dusty had a kidney stone issue and he's laying in the Vanderbilt ER laying outside down in the hallway on the gurney. 
They're treating the gunshot wound about from here to Clay. They got a curtain wrapped around this guy. He's moaning, carrying on. Dusty's laying on that, on that thing, and that the pain hit that boy, and and, and he started shaking all over, and he couldn't control it. He turned white as that wall, and he's just shaking like this. And I said, God, take it off of him and give it to me. Take it off that boy. How about Lord, you take that off of him and put it on me? And God said, That's what I've done for you. He said, I watched my son. I've done that for you. I said, oh, God. <laughs> he conquered the fool on Calvary. He came as a child conquered on Calvary. But I like this. God gave me this talk to this morning. Verse afternoon. He not only done that. But he's been collecting spoils for centuries. <laughs> I thought about you, Mary. He collected a spoil the other day. I thought about you, Jane. He collected a spoil the other day. Listen, he's been to the conqueror. Praise God to the victor. Go the spoil. He's been collecting them for centuries. Service guy showed up at my house today who knew Trent. He's a friend of Trent's. He showed up at the house to do a service on the generator. And he said, I was praying that you wouldn't be home. I opened the door and he broke down. I said something to him. He said, you sound like him. He said, you guys remind me of each other. Each other remind me of you. So he went around back to work. I went out there and I handed him my, my internet password so he could do all that tech stuff and and he said, he said, just a ball out there. He come back, he said, I'm sorry, I got so emotional. I said, that's all right. Don't you owe me no apology. That showed you care. That showed you care. It's been nearly a year. God collected in spoils. Took hold, took a pretty good number of them. Six of them at one time. That's reached down God. I don't know how he's going to get me. I really don't care. He'll get me. I'll go. I'll go. He's been collecting on the chain. But we're still here. We're still here. What does that mean? Why did he cut? Why? Why did he have the spoils won in the battles? Listen, we didn't come through the, you didn't get where you are without a scrape or a scratch. Now the great battle was his. But you gotta understand, it took a battle to get us, and some of us been through more than others. And some of you got them on the horizon. They're coming. Just hang on, praise God. To the victor go the spoils. He'll provide a way of escape. And Paul said, I'm willing to be absent from the body and be present with the Lord. But the people are the spoils, but there's a purpose in the maintaining. The purpose of the battle and to collect these and to de dedicate them was this, was, was to maintain the house of God. Now currently, we know from 2 Corinthians 5 that we're in a, we're in an earthly house. Uh, this tabernacle will be dissolved. We're in an earthly house currently. That's where we're at. But we've got to be in this to do what he needs done. Are you still with me? 
We've got to be in this. But it's the, it, though the Spirit moves and works in us, it's not the Spirit out here. The Spirit didn't hang this stuff up on the wall. The Spirit didn't put the program on. We've had rave reviews from all over the world. I mean, not, not just America. People went crazy over our program in Africa and India and Pakistan and all over the place. To God be the glory. Purpose for these spoils is the maintaining of the house of the Lord. I'm not preaching on time. I'm not preaching on time. So, here, here's what maintain means. It means to seize. This, this word in the Hebrew means to seize. Take hold of. Be involved. Connected. I, I, saw, I, I saw a statistic the other day. This blew me away. This thing said isn't it, that you can smoke and drink and eat all you want to and it didn't have as large effect on you as far as lifespan was concerned as this one thing that to extend your life. Said, said you could quit all them things and it wouldn't extend your life like this one thing would. And it says this. It is, it is social interaction. This is like a 20 or 30 year study. And people that are involved. I couldn't help but think of the body of the church. People that involve have longer lifespans than no matter about these other folks. If they exercise and do all this stuff and, and they've never smoked or drank or done, done things, you know, that harm the body, that, that don't overeat, don't do these things. None of that increased your life expectancy like social interaction. What about that? Top the list. This is, and now this wasn't a, this wasn't a, uh, a church, uh, you know, someone said, well, the church is doing that for both. People come to church. Oh no, this was a secular uh, study that had been done. And it's well over 20 years. And they, they're checking the lifespans of these people. And those that were socially, socially active was outliving all these others. What does that mean? Cease to maintain the house of the Lord. Be involved, come, take hold of, get a hold of it. Let it get a hold of you. Not only does it mean to cease, but it means this. It means to be strong. Well, exercise profited a little is what the Bible said. That doesn't mean it don't last long. They showed a picture of Arnold Schwarzenegger with his shirt off the other day. I thought, you don't look so good now? You used to look good, but you're not looking so good now. You're looking pretty rough. Keep your shirt on. It means to be strong. How do we be strong? Here's how you, you're strong. The joy of the Lord is my strength. When I'm joyful in the Lord, I'm strong. When my joy depletes, I'm weak. When I'm joyful, praise God. I'm telling you, feeling pretty happy right now. Joyful in the Lord is the strength you need. No matter the situation, the circumstance, find yourself being joyful. In the Lord, and He'll make you strong. Some of the strongest people, and they say they say that the Apostle Paul 
was weak and small and uh, his physical uh, he, some say he had physical deformity I don't know about all that he done a lot of work to have that the kind they talked about but I, I believe that he was weak bodily but he was strong in the Lord and then it means this and not only means to seize take hold of or to be strong, but it means this, to, the purpose, the maintaining, the reason the spoils are there, why the seeds, to, to, to strengthen and, and to be strong. And, and when we strengthen, the last one there, strengthen, it means, it's, I thought of Hebrews 10 and 25, not forsaking the assembly of ourselves together, but exhorting one another. That, 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 that comfort me, makes me happy, encourages me, to see somebody step up here, first step out and sing a song who's never sung a solo in a program, and then leave the singing tonight. That encouraged me. Exhorting the brother. Uh, not forsaken, as the matter of some is. Some's not, they're, they're forsaken the sin. But exhorting one another, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. What day is that? That's the day of the Lord. There it is. There's two ways. There's two things. Quick, quick. I'm trying to hurry. The purpose is to maintain that the reason the spoils was there was for the maintaining of the house of the Lord. The people of the spoils, the maintaining is what we do. First, we, God gives us ability to do it. Ephesians 4 and 8, he said he gave gifts to men. He's given you something. He's given you something, and I'll never forget Hoy Duncan's message here. Several years ago in camp meeting, I'm a helper. He said, everybody can help. If you don't have another gift, you can do that. He helped. Number two, but you can have all the ability in the world, but unless you put action to it, it's of no benefit. It takes action, it takes ability, but then it takes action. You've got to act on it. If we're going to maintain, we're going to maintain. Paul said in Philippians 2.12, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Last night I'm trying to hurry. So we see, we see. Now let's get to, oh, Shilomith here. Shilomith, but that, that, that's the hillbilly pronunciation, Shilomith. And, and I'll tell you who I think he is. I think he's a picture of the Holy Ghost. Because he's in charge of the spoils. Uh, he said, he, Jesus said, look, it's expedient that I go away. I'm going away. But I'm going to pray the Father, he'll send another comfort that he may abide with you forever. And I'm going to tell you, you're the treasure. We have this treasure in earthen vessels. You are the spoil. We are the spoils. We have this. We're what he, we're what he won on Calvary. Praise God. We're what he won on Calvary. Now he won us for purpose. Now we're the people, but there's purpose, purpose in your life. Don't you get discouraged when they, listen, when there's nobody coming. It's like the, it's like the one old Sunday school teacher. She was like, she was way up there. 
And there weren't any mean people coming to church anymore. And she had two boys, or two boys, I think it was two boys. I remember the story now, in the class. And she told them, she said, boys, I'm going to let somebody else take a class. I'm just not, not effective anymore. And I've only got you two boys. One of the little boys spoke up. He said, if you quit this class, I'll never come back. He said, you're the reason I come. She said, I'm not quitting. I'll be here next Sunday. He said, I'll be here too. The purpose. Then we need the power to perform. The power was Oshilameth. He's got the ability to watch it. His name means peaceableness. My peace, I leave with you. Peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth, give unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid of what Jesus said. And why would you think that? Because when you look up the root word for this, uh, here's what it means. It means safe in mind, body, and estate. How are we sealed under the day of redemption? By the Spirit. By the Spirit. There's nobody can watch this treasure. Listen, Jesus is my intercessor. He's my Savior. He's my friend. He stands between me and judgment. God the Father is responding through the voice. There's one God and one mediator between God and men. The man, Christ Jesus. One. Mind. First, second Timothy 1 and 7. For God hath not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and of a sound mind. The body. The body. The body. I just thought I needed body maintenance when I was young. I didn't need no body maintenance when I was young. Brush my teeth, call my hair, get it rubbed. Take a shower. There's a lot of maintenance to an old guy. So you're not old. Yeah, I am too. I got a lot of miles on me. You got hair growing in places you don't hair. Stick it eight years. Hair, hair starts growing on top of your nose. Why do you need hair on top of your nose? I mean, you just got crazy stuff that happens. Hair growing out, hair just sticking out of your ear. Where'd that come from? This takes a lot of maintenance. I get a haircut every two weeks. I, I tell you, I, and I, I must eat too much protein. I need one every week. I think, my word. Here, I can clip them fingernails, and they're hard as a brick. You girls will give money for nails like this. You can't chisel them off. I can scratch brick. I have to cut them every three days. I mean, they just grow. What do you do? And the rest of you slows down. You're walking. Uh, uh. You go up a step, your back hurts, your legs hurt, your hip hurts. Hey, they cut your teeth out, leave holes in your head. You try to get some teeth put back in there. Chewing on one side, don't forget to chew on that side. Oh, now I've done something else. Hurt something else. It's just a lot of requirements. 
Philippians 4.19, one of my favorite verses, and he said, but my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory through Christ Jesus our Lord. And that's, that's your physical need, your spiritual need, whatever need it is, he'll supply that need. Through the Spirit of God's children. Last one, I'm done, you can go on. It means safe in mind, body, and a state. The place I'm living. Psalm, I went back to the Psalm. Psalm 136, I love that Psalm. Because every verse ends with this. His mercy endureth forever. And that's 25 or 6 verses. Everyone I mentioned, and his mercy endureth forever. Time, you get bad, hey, you having a bad day? Just read Psalm 136. It'll help you. But verse 23 says this. Who remembered us in our lowest state. Paul said, I've learned whatever state I'm in to be content. So in my lowest state, I'm remembered. I'm taking courage in that. When I'm up on the mountain, I'm remembered. Listen, doesn't matter where I'm at. Oh, Sheila, man, is taking care of the spoil. He said, now you watch that spoil. That's for the maintaining for my house. You know why you're here? For the maintaining of the house. Now, that's a spiritual picture, I know, of, of, of all that. But that, that's what the spoils are for. For the maintaining of the house of the Lord. And to the victor go the spoils. I don't like being called a spoil, I do. It depends on who spoil you are. That's the difference right there. If the right one owns, controls the spoil, you're in the right place. And he's going to take care of the spoil, and the spoil does what it does to glorify the king. Just come play this out, Jewel. Come play this out. Somebody may need to pray tonight. I don't know what your heart is. Somebody left a penny up here. If that's for my thoughts, I just gave it to you. Two points. Let's stand at our feet. Jewel's going to play something. If you were to need to pray about anything, anything, you can come to the throne of grace with boldness. Pastor Mike McCoy, thanking you for joining us at the Time of Truth.